so we missed taping it last time. If I had time, I would like to <laughs> put it on tape just in case anyone ever listens. Mm. But we were. Well, I'll, I'll we're listen if, I, if I miss it for some reason. Yes, well, yes, yeah. It was very clear. So um, we're doing a sure chapter, Olive. We'd actually gotten out to Posuk, Posuk Yud. Am I right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And to remind you that all of until we're, where we're up to now, which is prosecuted, all of this had been the Dibur of Kodesh Baruch Hu. Kodesh Baruch Hu had spoken to Moshe Rabbeinu, uh, spoke to Yeshua, yeah. after the death of Moshe Rabbeinu, and had given a whole long drasha to him, telling him three times, Chazak for Emats, which we said meant, one is you've got to be strong and, and divide up the land and tell people, yeah, you're going to get this and never mind what you want. You're, this is what's going to happen. Chazat Vermaat's on the land. And once Chazat Vermaat's in relation to Torah, and once Chazat Vermaat's in relation to the war, which was the, um, and don't, not to be scared. And in the course of that, he'd also, he'd had given over the boards of it as well. Now, there's something I do want to add from what I said last time, but I'm, I'm just going to leave it hanging. In, in the Psukim Posa Gimel, it has said, Kol I've given it to you. And this is past tense. It means it's past tense. And then it goes on to give certain borders in Posa Dalit. And what is the relationship between this Wherever you go, call Mokemashetidra, wherever you go, it's all yours, and then these borders which is mentioned in the next possum. So, so Rashi learns, Wapsha, all he's saying is, the borders you saw are in Posuk Dalad, and these are the, the famous in the Chumish. You then have to reconcile them with the Chumish. And in Posuk Gimel, it's saying, when you come to, to take it over, you'll manage easily. Yeah, wherever you, your foot goes in Eretz soil, you're conquered. It makes perfectly good sense. And it's that's why it explains Kasha, the Pozak, the Satif. I've given it to you. It's given to you because, because uh, that was given to, to Meshitra Movina. So it's past tense. So it makes, so it makes good sense. Except this, this expression, wherever you go, doesn't seem to be saying only within Eretz soil. It also makes the impression that it should be very easy. Well, it took 14 years. It took 14 years on the conquest. Yeah, it took 14 years on the conquest. Well, the Chemnitz took 7 years. It's 14. Seven years of conquest. It seems as if they were a bit misrushed. They didn't do the job as speedily as, as they should have. We will see that some of the... It started off going very fast, indeed. When we get to Eureka, Every, and I, everything was doing fine. It, the question is why did it slow down after that? But I, it, I don't know. It says you will. It won't be any effort. It just says it's, going, it's being given to you. So, so So this is the is one shot. Except it, it does seem to say every, every wherever you go. Another shot is to say, if you remember, we said these, the product dialogue is not giving the original boards of Etsy soil but giving the, the borders of wider Eretz Yisrael. Of what? Wider? Wider. Eretz Yisrael, the greater Eretz Yisrael, yeah, Laban's realm, mm -hmm. might, might I say. So in other words, it's saying like this, 
you can take over yeah. not only at the real Israel, which is laid down in Chumash, but you can even take wider areas, and that will be you will be successful, but only if you keep within these wider borders. So in other words, the Chumash gives you the limited borders, the original borders of the Torah, and now we have wider borders laid down in this Posuk in Posidal. And we spoke about this, and maybe, for example, Eretz Hachitim, I suggest it might go all the way up to Turkey, in mid Turkey, Anatolia. Iraq. And beyond that, yeah. why up? I mean, if you if, if, chitim, if yeah. we, we spoke about it, if chitim may mean the the people called the chitim, we're talking way up um, in, 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 into into right into Turkey. Um, okay, we we spoke about the, uh, this, and, but there was a third chart, and this is the one I want to come. The reason why I'm rep- rep- repeating this, this was Rashi. Rashi says that any and, and of course, what I mean to say is anything therefore which you capture becomes Eretz Yisrael proper provided it's within these borders right and the third chapter was Rashi and Rashi says that you have you're allowed to go anywhere and capture it pastors even England written you can capture it and make it into Eretz Yisrael but it's giving you a seder it's telling you first of all go and do the technical borders of Eretz Yisrael which are in positive now, according to Rashi Pshat, there is something very important, which I should have dealt with in Malachim, but didn't, and I don't know why I didn't deal with it. <laughs> it's not the place, but I'll just mention the problem. We actually saw in, in Malachim that David did capture large parts of land outside the original borders of Eretz Yisrael, or outside Canaan at least, and which would be wider areas, and yet he hadn't yet captured the whole of Eretz Yisrael. Now, if Rashi is laying down the rule here, that is, you have to ca- first capture Eretz, the, we might call the, the, the Eretz Canaan lands, before you take wider lands, then what was David doing? And, and the proof that what David doing was wrong was, Rashi has now said, anything which you capture has the din of Eretz Yisrael. And yet we know that when David captured Syria, it wasn't turned into Eretz Yisrael. Mm-hmm. It wasn't becoming proper Eretz Yisrael, it was going to be Trumas and everything else. So it seems as if, therefore, and the, the, the person actually talks about it by Rikos, is actually the Satmar of Zechari Rocha in his, in the, uh, in, in his Fleischer Shurus. But uh, this is, I'm just mentioning there is a, an issue here. And Bechal, we've got an issue of the borders of Eretzisor. Another thing which I failed to mention last week is this, in Posuk, we're talking about Torah in relation to Posuk Zion and Ches, it says there, which I said, Poshat it means you should always be talking in Torah, and then for Gisaba Yenvalayla means you should be thinking in Torah. They're not necessarily the same thing. For example, in certain places you can't talk Torah, but you can think Torah. Before you said, uh, before you said, you're allowed to think Torah, but you can't talk Torah. But, and then he goes to say, you have to keep Torah, Mantish Molasses. I, and I spoke a little bit about the Yomosh means that uh, even if you already know the whole of the Torah, you still would have a mitzvah to learn Torah, because it says Yomosh. Mm-hmm. It's not only to learn to know what to do. I mean, that's anyway we right. know that because right. we learn things like it's just a mitzvah to learn Torah. Yes. So, so even if you know it, you say it over. So what does Yomosh mean? You shouldn't depart. Shouldn't miss. Shouldn't be left. Shouldn't be moved away. Yeah, it should always be there. I'm, I told you the story of a bit saw some. Yeah, I told you what, didn't I? No. What do you mean, no? <laughs> Were you here last week? Oh, come on. Didn't I? 
I did, yeah. Which, 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 the story of his first about this person who said that he doesn't, he can't learn anything because he never learns anything. He's got dyslexia or whatever, and he never learns anything. He doesn't know anything, and therefore he can't learn Torah. He can't learn to cop for it. So it's very brief. It's very short. Someone to say to him, what? Fisherman. What? Fisherman. Was he? I don't know what he was. So Rabbi Sora Salam says to him, to tell me something, what do you do in the morning? And the chap goes through the, the, the Seder Hayyim, that you get up in the morning, where you say, we wake up, you say, Ani, and then you wash your hands, and we do the, the Seder, which we sit in which way, which, which hand you wash first, and how many times you wash, and he comes and he goes, and he carries on. So you say, look how much steam you know. If, we, if I put, if you open up a Chayozim, you'll find all of that. So if you learn Chayozim, you'll be learning Torah. Yeah, no doubt about it. Elamah, you learn it. So therefore, you know Torah. You just don't realize how much Torah you learn. So therefore, when you've got, when you're unable to learn, in a sense, reading a safer, so just say over what you do every morning, and that, that's Torah. That's Mekayim Loyomish. And Rav Shach said on that that, the, the, that there were sometimes he had very serious problems, and he wasn't able to learn properly learning Torah. So he just he, he's Makaim the Indian of Rabbi Sol Salanta. You would just say to himself, you know, what what do you do in the morning? You wake up, you say, Mid Ali you can learn Torah even if it's obvious Torah, yeah? You may not be omol the Torah, it may not be hard Torah, but if you can't do an omol the Torah, then at least here it says Layomish. That we spoke about last week. But I didn't mention Vogisa Bayom I failed to talk about that. Now this doesn't make sense. How can you be in this Vokisabayla night and day? So the Vedak already mentions that this must mean apart from when you have to do something else. Because that is there's a strange thing about Tamatoa. Tamatoa, in fact, according to the the um, Shalmi, according to the Gorn, Tamatoa is the greatest of all mitzvahs. Yeah. And nevertheless it gives way to every other mitzvah. Normally if you've got something more important so the more important thing prevails over the less important. So, for example, Bikuach Nefesh is Doich HaKel. Shabbos would be Doich something. I mean, the more important is Doich. So Talmud Torah should be Doich everything. The problem is if Talmud Torah would be Doich everything, you never would do any other mitzvahs. Yeah, you'd just be sitting and learning and learning and learning, and you wouldn't be doing anything. You wouldn't make kiddush on Shabbos. I don't know, maybe you wouldn't be able, you wouldn't be able to do Aveos. Those can you But you would, be, you would have no heter to, uh, to daven, to, to, to keep make shout to, to help the Aniyim or anything else. So therefore we've got this din that the mitzvah Shiev Shalasadim is Takadoika Tamatoa. Any mitzvah which can't be done by somebody else is Mavatal Tamatoa and you that's the way it is. And of course anything which is Sorche Aguf is also Mavatal Tamatoa. You have to sleep, you have to eat, you have to go to the toilet, you have to get dressed. So all of these are Mavatal Tamatoa. So what does it mean? It, obviously that's what it means because there's the, the duck. The Vogisa by means apart from when the things which you have to do, either Tzorchaguf or those things which you which involve the uh, <coughs> which involve mitzvahs, which is Yevshalasis But what it does mean to say is when you've get, gone out of these parameters, there is in fact a mitzvah of Yemon Valila. As the Gemara says, w- w- there's somebody who's, who who has who's got a profession. But if you haven't got a profession, you've got to learn a profession. I mean, Chazal, well, this, the, you, you, you know that the, in Shulchan Aruch it says already somebody who finished uh, davening, after davening you've got to learn, and then it says, go and work! <laughs> you have to, you have to, uh, to dav machen upon water, because otherwise, boli or whatever, you have to... You know. But uh, nevertheless, uh, if was somebody who's already got one profession, he has what right does he have to, does he have a right to learn something else? 
like you, to there about Chokmas Yimonis. So the Gemara said, yeah, if you can find a time which is not Le'yoyim, Le'yoyim, Because it's a Vogitzabai, Yoyimom, Le'yoyim. All the time you've got has to be involved in Talmud Torah. I accept that people have to, have to have relaxation and there's other things which is also necessary that sometimes they can uh, perhaps uh, be a bit liberal in what they need. But in the principle it's clear. If you, unless you find a time which is not night and day, you're not allowed to do anything else which is unnecessary. Right, now pause it good. Now, now Yehoshua commanded the officers and he said, Ivu Bekevamachna, go through the camp, the Tzavu Esom, and command the people. I'm not sure whether the word Tzavu here necessarily means command. The word Tzavu can often mean inform lots and zeros. Hochinu Lachem Tzedo, prepare for yourself <coughs> provisions. We'll, we'll talk about in a moment. For within, at the end of, I'll talk about that in a moment, three days, you're going to cross over this yarden, which means the yard, what he's meant to say is the yarden which is here. That is, the yarden, this was Nissan. Don't think when you go and see that pathetic little river nowadays called the river Yarden that that is the, the, the Yarden as it was in the time of Yahushua the, 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 the vast bulk of the water that would go into the river Yarden nowadays has been, has been, is, which would go into the river Yarden has been um, diverted into all sorts of things on both, on, both in, Jor- in Jordan and both in Syria and both in, in, in Israel so it's a pathetic little river, little river now. But it originally, and particularly in Nissan, when the when the snows would be melting, you were talking about a quite a um, formidable thing to cross over, as we will see. And there was marbles. There were fords which you crossed over, but they were much further north than where they were. And he was saying to them, "This yard and where we are here, we're going to cross." Well. <laughs> yeah, we're going to cross this yard, and meaning here, you know. Although it's a, uh, yeah, sort of, as long as they remembered Yamsuf, it'd be okay. If they didn't remember, if those who were born after 40 years who hadn't seen Yamsuf, must have thought, oh, all right. Uh, this is the land which God has given to you to, as an inheritance. So although you'll get eventually the greater Israel, this is the original. Right? Now, two issues here. Let's first of all look at Rashi. Um, on the day when the Bechi of Moshe terminated. Now, this is going to be a problem and to which there are all different shitters on how we're fitting this out in, in, in time-wise. And it all starts because there's a Gemara Megillah which tells us Moshe Rabbeinu died on Zion order. Yeah? <laughs> and somehow it's got a, And there's another thing which we know about, not, even, not merely from a, from, a, from a Gemara, but we know that from a clear posuk that they crossed over the river Yardain on the 10th of, of Nisar. That's the Perferish. Alright? Now, okay, well there's plenty of time in between. Except that here he said Shlishas Yomim. Yeah, and so sometime there must be a time that Yeshua commanded the people and told them Shomim. <coughs> and along there there's another there's one other issue which is he sent out spies which is in the next parsha. and how did 
How does this interrelate? Now let me give you a few ways of, of seeing how it interrelates and we can and we can uh, perhaps explore it further when we get to later on to the three to the three days of the Muraglim. Poshab shows like this, and I think I said once before. Moshe Rabbeinu, let's assume, it's easier to work that way around and just accept what Hazal say, that he died, and work it forward rather than try to work backward. Moshe Rabbeinu, as a fact, died in Zion order, right? And the Possek says, the Pharaoh, that there was 30 days, says in Chumash, you can't argue about that, but he says there were 30 days of Bechi for Moshe Rabbeinu, and that and it come, came to an end, Vayitamu, came to the end of the days of, of Moshe, right, of the, the Bechi Moshe. Right? Now, if he died on Zion Odo, and if you assume that Odo was 29 days, because normally Odo is 29 days, then if you've got 30 days of Bechi, and of course they would start the Bechi on that day, which is Zion, it would actually finish off on Zion. So Zion Nissan would be the last day of the Bechi of Moshe Rabbi. Right? In which case, um, Pashtus, this command which was given by this, this Dibur of the Abishta speaking to Yeshua and as Rashi says there would have been the next day why? Or the next day because so long as it's during the Bechi Yeshua, as we mentioned at the very beginning Yeshua would be in a state of depression and therefore he wouldn't have been able to be Makabal the Shkina. so it must have been on the 8th so if it's on the 8th how do you make sense of this Ba'oyed Shloshes Yomim Three days you're going to you're going to pass over. Yeah. Absolutely. So you have to say eight itself. Yeah. You include it. Yeah. Eight, nine, ten. Oh, well, that would be enough. So if okay. if you say so far, and the Tosfos says this, and then I state and put suppose three days, and three days can include all the days you know I've always had this problem when somebody talks to me in England you know you talk about you've got to do this within a certain period of time they give you seven days to do it are you including the day they talk and are they talking is it include the day when you have to do it or is it exclusive now if you say three days are inclusive then it's okay eight, nine, ten which really means only one in the middle but he said to them in other words get ready for three days time including today and in that day we're going to Passover. That would be fine, and therefore, what both the command to the to the trip happened the same day as as Yeshua was commanded. Yeshua was commanded. Yeshua by the Abishta, and he told, and, of course, and he said to him, the Abishta said to him in Pasuk um, base, Moshe Avdi Meis Atakum Come on, get up and go over. Oh, right. So we'll do it. And it will take a bit of time to prepare things. So we'll say, so, okay, three days. He's not made much delay. Because one today is included, and the next day is, is one day off, and then the next day we'll, 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 we'll cross over. That's one one shot. So then, when you get to the Maragli, which is in the Pasha chapter base, and if you remember the story from, from, your, from, from the um, Torah, they went to a house of a woman called Rachov, yeah. and us they spent a whole night with her before they, they, they went to a fashion this morning. It stayed for famous day in Apostolic another three days, and that is... <coughs> 
goes on and on. Posit Kaf Beis, Vayechu Vayavayu Hala, Vayeshu Shom Shloshes Yomim. And then, after that, on Posit Kaf Gimel, they came back to Yeshua. And the next post in, in chapter Gimel says, Vayashkim Yeshua Baboika. So you've got one day they spent with Rachov, three days they spent in the in the mountain hiding and another night they spent with Yeshua before they passed over that's five days and we've only got three days mm-hmm. well in comes this great principle of Judaism and this is therefore one, one way of understanding it we, we started off talking about the, the, the continuation of the Chumash Mm-hmm. because it has to be you know, uses the logic to the the logic is we talk about the death of Moshe Rabbeinu now, and Yeshua being appointed as the end of last work last psukim of, of the Chumash so it continues now with the Tzivoy of Yeshua and um, and Yeshua now speaking to the best people and then we talk about the story of the Miraglim which Enochanama happened during the Evil you know during the Evil Moshe he sent out the the Miraglim uh, that could, would be a shot. Who is a pshat? The Zion of Avelus, but the, 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 the wider sense of Avelus. That would be that would be one pshat. Another pshat which they do say, because Rashi here does not accept this. Rashi is saying that the three days we've got here is three full days. If you look at if you look at Rashi on the next part at the at the end of the pasuk Yudalaf, the Oyed Shloshes Yomim, the Safe Shloshes Yomim, the Achat So Rashi is saying that was just four days. In other words, therefore, it's not therefore day eight that they were he was commanding them and it's day 8, 9 and 10 because over they must have been on day 7 so we're now within on day 7 via Zoe can it be on day 7 two possibilities either therefore this order was Mole and therefore it would finish on 7 alternatively and therefore they stopped the Avelus on the on the 7th although the uh, they stopped the Avelus on the 7th because they uh, um, you know, they got up in the morning, same as we said. One way or the other, it's it's, it's difficult with the pasuk. The pasuk seems to suggest there was there was the yatamu you may bechim Moshe. It was it was full. But this idea of mixayim um, kekulei is already a kula, as it were, which maybe they didn't want to. The pasuk in Chumish is mashma that they didn't do a mixayim kekulei. They had full thirty days. Anyway, that's one. That's one. That's one point. So, but the actual words of Rashi here, Vayitzav Yoshua, the Yom Shetamu Yemei Bechi, Moshe, it's on the day that it concluded, which does suggest mixes a Yom Kikolai. Yeah. Hochinochem Tzedo says Rashi, Kol Dovo Hanitzvach Lederech Ukli Zayin Om Lemochom. What does it mean? Tzedoladerech means the things you would need, I suppose, shoes and 
and uh, weapons. Omalohem the sucker, Shimatoima, but my food the mister, if you mean food, Hari Hoyu, Mistapkin, Bamon, Bikrayahem, Ad Tezayan, the Nissel. As it says, by Yishba Salmon, Mimoch was Hashab, is that is, the Mon only stopped on the 15th. Now, Rashi is taking on like a Medrash. The Pothic actually says, which we actually in last week's Sedra, wasn't it? Which says, Hasamon Ochlu Aboim Shona. They at they at the man for forty years. Now it could be that the positive speaking love Davka and Eirach, but Chazal assumes it's quite literal. Forty years means for for forty years. Viazoi, they didn't get the man until they were a month out of of Mitzrayim, so he wasn't in this, and he was in here. And not to see if there's this measure that the man stopped when Moshe Rabbeinu died, which is what Rashi is saying here. There's a magic measure, and they've lost another month. Well, they didn't go into Eretz Yisrael until I said a tenth of this, and they didn't eat the food of Eretz Yisrael until the until after the first day Pesach. Oh, yeah, otherwise being Yisachodosh. So therefore, how do you understand it? So Chazal tell us that the that the that the that the, that the matzah they took out of Mitzrayim tasted episas episa. It had a wunderbarer taste. It had tasted like like mon. Well, it was only physical, but it was spiritual as well. I don't know, but they said this episode had the time the time of the mon which is um, not hu- normal human food. So what happened if Moshe Rabbeinu died? I mean, actually, the positive doesn't say that the Mon stopped. Pashtus of the Pesach is much more the Mon actually continued until they went into Esau. But if you say that it stopped when Moshe Rabbeinu died, then they've got to say that somehow it lasted. Normally the Mon melted the next day. But it must have been that on this occasion, like on for Shabbos, it lasted for two days. So here as well it lasted. And also it must have expanded. I mean, how they cope? They had an email of Gorgonus, which was what you needed, presumably, for each person for one day. It's a, it's a fair amount. It's three pounds of, it's three pounds of, um, what do you take with it? An email is the, what is the size which you take color. So I don't know how big your, your no, color is. My mother always told me color is three pounds. What? Uh, you see, you've been influenced by this cousin issue. <laughs> five pounds is a big share. That's, that would be for Brocha, yeah? Yeah, of course. Yeah, that's the what a chazanish ends up. That that's something like four for a, for a three and something for a, without a book. I think and I don't know. I mean, my in the old days we used to be much more simple. The, they used to say, you know, you order five or nish five. So the uh, my mother used to told me three pounds, three pounds of weight. You take without a book and three pounds you take with a book. I think those confuse because I think my mother's mother came from Russia and the Russian pound was bigger five, than the five English five pound. What? Five hundred grams. Five what? Five hundred grams. Yeah. The English one is four forty-eight. Ah. Less. So it was less. Yeah. That's why I was. Yeah, so it's. <laughs> so wasn't sure. Sometimes it's these things happen. Sometimes. You know, people get like pounds. What? But I say this is a new thing. This sort of being chumas in both ways. Yeah, it's being much more too. It's a problem, and it's a very quick diversion. I will tell you that if people who, who ever used to ask Rebellion questions used to get themselves into terrible sauce. That for example, uh, Joey Grunfeld asked he's, he's one of these people who who writes with what with one hand and he only have, does other things with the other hands. What should you do for Twillin? Now you go norm to normally you go to a Rob and he tells you which hand you put on Twillin. Yeah? And normally you go by the Xiva. 
because the Pesach talks about Ksavdim. So he's a, we normally go back to Ksiva. He asks Rebel Yashiv. Oh, he ends up now for the whole of his life having to put on Tzvinin both on his right hand and on his left hand, which is a nuisance. Or even worse, the people used to ask him, whether, we're not quite sure whether we live in Eretz or not. You know, no, no problem. He ended up with one and a half days. That is, the second day, I mean, it's bad enough anyway in Eretz trying to keep two days, yeah? This does seem very odd, doesn't it? It doesn't. You don't feel it in the mood somehow. But, but, no, but, no. but he ended up no, one no. and a half days. So that is, that is, you you are not allowed to do melachas. On the other hand, you'd, you used to put on tefillin. As a whole Megillah about how, how you keep one and a half. And my children here used to say, like, you, you, you have to tell a person what he should do. It's one or the other. You know? <laughs> is, he, is he one or the other? So say, well, in the old days, they used to color used to be simple. You know, color used to be simple. A certain amount you take without a block, and a certain amount you take with a block, and farting. But anyway, I've gone off. To, I've completely gone off the point. Anyway, the master is that the, the, you must say that this, if they only had this, however much weighed was given to them every day, the last day, either an enormous amount came or somehow it continued. Echokima uh, and they, they ate a little bit and they were full up and they lasted for so long. But then, in which case, I've got a kasha on Rashi. Rashi says Rashi is assuming that there was no need for them to do anything with them on because they got them on but uh, didn't Rashi realize I'm going to my cut cash on Rashi is state in the posuk is a shayfu ofu you could do things with them on you could fry it you could boil it you could cook it in different ways now these people normally you can't do very much because you've only got it on for one day so that the whole lot of hechina wouldn't be appropriate. But here their mon was going to last them all for now quite a few days now. They were now they were standing now on day eight, eighth of Nissan, is going to last them to the fifteenth. So in which case they could cook it. They could bake it, they could boil it, race. So hechina makes very good sense. If it was a get it ready, hechina lachem tzedah, they take the mon and cook it in whatever way. Rashi does, for some reason doesn't learn that. Another pshat is to say there was other things which they would take example the goyim they would buy things for the goyim they would have other payers or and don't forget they had meat the b'nei gormei ruvin had had animals so they could be cooking these preparing food to take with them so i mean it's uh, one doesn't know why rashi talks only in terms of the krezai i'll call upon him let's get to the next posuk Yeshua said now there is a little positive and it's going to remind them about the promise that they're supposed to, to go fighting into a, in, and go first but there is a little problem here isn't this a strange grammar you don't find that often in Chumash the normal way it, sh- the way it should have said is no? that's the normal way you say it when the Torah puts yeah. it in this form of Omar, which is the, the simple, which is a plain past, that is what we, call, we would call a past perfect. It had said, particularly when you find the verb before the, before the, um, the, um, the noun in, in, the, in this way. Um, it, it, this is going to be the past perfect. So, what it means is, what it, a proper translation, I mean, I'll give you another illustration. We say, Yeah, how do we know this? We know from Avom, what? Avom, yeah? 
Is that from Yisrael? Yitzchok. Yes, yeah, 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 because Avon, yeah? Because Avon was mis- uh, uh, prayed for Sarah, and she became pregnant before Avimelech was cured. How do you see that in the Pesach? Because it says, Vashem pokad Esorah. It doesn't say, Vayifkad Hashem Esorah, which would mean, and she, which is the normal way you tell the story, and this happened. It said, it said Vashem pokad, which is, had, had already been remembered. So in the same way, when it says here, Omar Yehoshua, it means he had already spoken to them, which would mean that he spoke to them before. And this therefore fits in with that chart which we said. The things were happening before that just as he sent out the Meraglim, if you say that, he sent out the Mangjuni Evil Moshe during the Bechi period. So in the same way, this command that he gave to Reuven Lagodi was given before the end. So we, we started off with day 8, or maybe day 7, constitution, but this Vilaruvin Vilagori happened earlier, just like the Miraglim had happened earlier. Why would this be? The, um, the Malbim gives a, nice, a, a very nice chart. The beginning of Yeshua started off with Chesh Baruch telling him everything is going to be a double. I know you've got a problem, Mr. Samson, with that. It doesn't seem to be too much of a doddle. But nevertheless, he said it's going to be a doddle. So if so, it's going to be easy. So if so, why is he sending out Muraglim? And why is he telling the, the, the Bnei uh, God, make sure you do your job properly? They must have told him it's all going to work out. He doesn't have to, of course, they've got to, they've got to do their job. They've got, they've, got, they've got to do what they promise. But that's their problem. Why is he all concerned and worried about it, whether they do it or they don't do it, and, and, and encourages them? It's because he wants those soldiers. And also he's worried about how the people's reaction is going to be in, in the country. And that's why he's sending out Miraglim. Why is he doing that? Because he hasn't yet heard from the Abishta that everything is going to go fine. Once he hears the Abishta tell that he told him everything's going to go fine, he doesn't worry about it. That's the, that's the uh, pshat of the Malbim, yeah? No? Not happy? Yes. Exactly right. <laughs> So we the God of Hashem and Nasha, Omar Yahushua Lema, Zocha remembers Adova Shetzivo Esem Moshe. Ever Hashem remember what Moshe told you, commanded you, Lema, and he said to you like this Hashem Elakechem Meiniach Lochem. He will give you rest. The word Noch means Menucha means to be rest. The Nosan Lochem Esho Oetz Hazais. And Pashtos, this is the future. He will give you this land, as the Targum says. He will give you this land, because we're not going to give it to you yet. We're only going to give it to you if you comply. If you remember, they came along to Meshav Abenu and they said, we don't really want to go across. We'll be for, forego, or for, forego, yeah, our chilek in Eretz Yisrael proper, Eretz Canaan, provided we have this land on the east bank. Had they not come along, Pashtos, what? Had they not come along, then it would have seemed as if they would have had land in the on, on in, in Eretz Canaan, and it meant the land of Sichon and Oi would have been divided up between all the other sh- all the Shvatim. Presumably, as land for cattle or whatever, and they would have taken their cattle across in a sort of nomadic way. But it would have belonged to everybody. And they said, "We only let's give it only to us, and we'll give up our share in Eretz Yisrael proper." So on that said, Moshe Rabbeinu, I'll give this to you, the land on the east only if you come along and if you fight for the lines on the west like everybody else. Okay? So therefore, Venosan 
I w- it w- will be given. You see, makes it the vov, makes vov hipov, makes a future. He will give you a sevens land, and then the sheichem, tapchem, ubeknechem, your wives and your children and your cattle, yeshu boritz, they will stay in the land. That is on asher nosanochem Moshe beivayadim, which Moshe has given you an eivayadim. Yeah, but you don't need your wives and your kids coming across to fight. And notice, of course, he repeats the order of Moshe Rabbeinu. They got it wrong. They said, our cat, we'll look after our cattle and we'll find a place for our wives and our children. Yes. And Moshe yes. said, no, 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 you, you just worry about your wives and your children. And then you worry about your animals. And he's repeating it in that order. So leave, your, leave them, leave them on, on, the, on the east bank, which is where we are now. Yeah? Let them stay here. For Atem, but you... You who promised to do so, Tavu Chamushim should go over armed. It's, uh, as the Pesach says, Chamushim B'nai Yisrael Melech Misraim. Lifnei Achechem, before your brothers, that's where they promised that they would be the, 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 the first troop, the ones in the front of the battle. Kol Gibur Echayel, Vazatim Oishom, and you will help them. Notice he says, Kol Gibur Echayel. He's actually limiting it. Because we find out later on only 40,000 went over. And if you, meant, if you look at the numbers in, in the midbar of how many there were in these, three, these two and a half shvotim, you get to far more than 40. So in other words, it was only, obviously, 600, you can imagine 600,000, and you've got to talk about two and a half times. It's got to be more than 40. So it, it, they didn't take over everybody who was the, between the ages of 20 and 60. A certain number of people turned up for the enrolment and were pronounced unfit for the for, uh, for service. Well, got discharged. Yeah, doctor's certificate. Kol Gibur Echayel, so it's only those who were Gibur Echayel had to go over. And, and you come over, until God has given to your brothers, that's the other nine and a half tribes, like to you, and given you rest, and given them rest, and then the Yoshu Ganhemo, I saw it, and they also have inherited the land. Asher Hashem Lekechem, no son or hem is given to them. The Shavtem, Leris Hakurushchaschem, and then you can return to your land. For you wish to, my son, then you can take possession of it. We're not giving it to you at this moment. So you see, he's, you can see what I'm trying to say, that he's encouraging them, which is the Malvin says, there would have been no need to do if, if he was confident that the Abishta would help him, he would just say, look, don't forget, the most he would do is to, don't forget you've got a mitzvah. If you have to tell somebody you've got a mitzvah. They know they've got a mitzvah. If they don't do it, and you tell them off. But you don't need to tell them before. And if you feel you need to tell them in advance, you don't need to give them so much incentives. You promise, you don't get that land unless you come over. It's got some Megillah here. Okay. Asher nosamachem Moshe evet Hashem be'eva hayaden mizrach hashomesh on the east bank. What you command us. Now, that's very interesting. Because he'd started off by saying, Yeshua, he had said, he had said, um, remember what Moshe had commanded you. And they're saying, we're not paying attention to Moshe. Moshe is dead. The king is dead. Long live the king. We are going to comply, and we will comply, because you are now the leader, and you do what you are the, what they say, Yiftach Bedeva, Yishmur Bedeva. Moshe may have been greater, but you are the person, and we will comply with your orders. Now, say, we'll go to wherever you tell us. 
The Chayla says, Shomano, Moshe, just as we listen to Moshe, Kein Ishma Elecho. So we will listen to you. Rock, but, Yiyya Hashem Elecho Imoch, God should be with you. Kashahoyo Imoshe, like Hashem was with, like Hashem was with Moshe. Let's just carry on, I'll go back to it. Kolesh Hashayam is Picho, any person who disobeys you. Vulayishma Estvorecho. Estvorecho, no, there's two things. This is positive and negative. Yamre is disobey, and in a sense of positive, negative, and Vulayishma is just not complying. Whoever you command, you must shall die. This is where the only place where we have seen from this the power of the king, because Yahushua effectively now has become, as you see, has become a king. They're saying, you know, we'll do whatever you say, wherever you tell us, whatever you tell us to do, we'll do, and anybody who disobeys shall die. That's the the, the king tells you to do something, you have to do it. Do it. And it gets to the stage as the Rambam says. If the king tells you to live in a certain place, remember we had Shimbi Ben Geo was told to go to a to a to a, to, a, to, a, to his town, and he went out and he was duly killed. Yeah, the king tells you to do something. Disobedience is Chayav Misa, and then he says, "Rak Chazak Leimots," but be be strong. What? Let's see what Rashi says, and then we'll talk no. about it. Is any Rashi here? Those who are Gibuechayel of you, Yavu Chalutzim. So Rashi is also hinting at this idea not every person from 20 to 60 had to go over. It was only those who were Gibuechayel. Mizach Shemesh, Eva Mizrochi Shalyadin. Your family will stay on the East Bank, the land of Jordan nowadays, and you'll take it over once you have done your work for us. Mm-hmm. And Yamre means Yakni Hisvorecho to disobeys your command. Now, we've spoken several times about this idea that anybody who disobeys a king is Chayv Misa, but only if his order it fits in with what the Torah complies. So if he tells you to stay in your town, that's fine. The Torah doesn't say you have to go around walking about. So that if he tells you to stay in your town, I don't know what would happen if it was if it was a regal. <laughs> the Torah tells you to be Ola a regal. Shimi Ben Gavir was before the before the base of Midrash was built. Um, but but but, but in, in principle, if it's not being breaking the Torah, he you have to comply. And we saw, remember, we we, we spoke about um, Avner Ben Ner and Amosa Ben Yesa who had been told by Shol to go and kill all the people of the town of Naive, and they said, no, that's an illegal order. Mm-hmm. That's an illegal order, and they, and they refused. And where did they get the authority? We're told from the word, Rak, Chazak, Ve'emot. That is to say, if you don't, in Pomposit Yudches, that seems to be how the Vedak learns it, Rak, but only if you are being Chazak Ve'emot, in, in keeping the Torah which we mentioned before. That's how they were that with it. The Matsudas learns it, I think, even better. It goes back to the Rak in Posit Yudzayan. There it says, whatever you, just as we listen to Moshe, so we will listen to you, but only if God is with you. Meaning, yeah. that what you're telling us is what God has commanded, 
not if you come along with something which, which disobeys God. So what do you do with an apostolic rak, kazak for emots, at the end of Yudches? Well, pastors is just telling you, don't be afraid, don't be scared, just, 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 just you know, I mean, that's a very simple, simple idea. But it could also mean, that the Matsuda says, Pshat, in rak, kazak for emots, he says, and don't let anybody off. If somebody disobeys you, anyone disobeys you should be killed, and don't let them off. Remember, that was one of the weak, the failings of Saul. Mm-hmm. The people were a bit chuspidic to him, and he said, no, what's this? And he was told there, told now, Yeshua was told, don't be Michael in your Because it's not easy when you get an Elafiyid, um, a person who's a father, he's got a family, whatever, and you, and you say, kill him. Mm-hmm. It's not nice. I mean, you know, you, you need to be Kazak the Emots to kill somebody. It's, you've got to harden yourself to do it. And that's what they say to him. If somebody is chutzpahdik to you, somebody doesn't obey you, Kazak the Emots and make sure you must that he will be killed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, that's how the Masulah is learning it. What is the Zerah Isik? Sorry? What is the Zerah why? Because it, because that, that undermines the whole. Told them you have to do the king you orders you to do it, and if you don't do it, then everybody sees you don't obey the king, and you get away with it, and you disobey the king, and some and somebody else disobeys the king, and then the whole system of this idea of this autocracy that God has made. I mean, I mean, we we believe in democracy nowadays. Yeah, we don't believe in this I, this concept of you know somebody tells you what to do. No, we don't. We don't even want to be told what to do by the EU. Never mind about being told by a king. Yeah. So, um, but nevertheless, that's how that's how the psukim. I mean, if you the Torah says if you want a king, <laughs> your king has got certain powers, and and he's going to be the leader of the of the nation of the nation. I mean, once people disobey, then the whole the whole system collapses. Come on, every now and then you find you get these riots breaking out in lawful societies. Yeah. Sometimes it's because the electricity breaks and everyone goes wild and kick it. Or some other mishagas happens. You know, we had the riots in Brixton here and the riots in, in Tottenham not so long ago. Yeah. The whole country almost collapsed. Mm-hmm. Yeah? It, it's infectious. It's like a virus. Once people see that somebody else t- is stealing, can I also steal? He smashed a window and took everything out of it. Can you hire it in? Or at least I'll, I'll take from that window that he smashed out. So here the tail cell says to you, anyone who disobeys you kill, and they're saying to him, and don't show mercy. Mm-hmm. You've got to, you know. Right. Now, now, Pozik, now, chapter base, by Yishlach Yeshua ben Nur min Hashitim, Yeshua sent Shnaim Anoshim, two men, Moraglim, spies. Cheresh, which I'll mention in a moment. Lema, Luchu, Luchu, Es Oretz, Ves Yerichai. See the land, and Yerichai. Yerichai was on the first, con- the first town that they would come to when they crossed the Yarden, so it's particularly important. It also would be a very strong town because it's by the border. Vayelchu, and, and then it talks about how they went. So the obvious question is, first of all, what does Cheresh mean? Many different shots in. One shot is that he told them secretly, that is, go as spies, be secret. Mm-hmm. And also he may have said, don't tell the Yidden. I don't want anybody to know we're sending out spies. Mm-hmm. That suggests we have problems. So mm-hmm. instead of the Muraglim sent out by Moshe Rabbeinu, everybody knew Muraglim were going out. He said, you just come back and tell me. 
Right. Don't want everybody to know about this. You know, we. Yeah. Okay. And another chart is Cheresh comes from the idea of of Cheresh um, comes from the word of, of woodcutters. Mm-hmm. That is, they, they would pretend to be woodcutters and going around. You know, to take on some sort of um, subterfuge as to why you're travelling around. Travelling around with um, another chart that came up with pots. But of course, the obvious question is, why was he sending out Morocco? Now, yes, I've already mentioned one you. idea was, because this is before the, the, the Malbim's idea, before God had told him everything will be all right, he thought he had to go to Hateva, so to Hateva you would go... In I'm telling you it's a good country, you don't need to send. Yes, because there they were asking how, if the country is a good country, yes. In a, it's a nice country. Nice country, Yeshua is not asking them. He's just asking them to discover how to capture it. Yes. Now, that's something different. To discover how to oh, capture right. it would be something which would be inappropriate. Yes. If you don't have this divine help. That's one shot. The Ralbach, however, goes on, on on another line of argument. The Ralbach says that you can send out spies sometimes to discover how to attack. Mm-hmm. And if, in fact, you discover they're too strong, you don't attack. Mm-hmm. Now, he says, you can see that's not so, because Yeshua had already told everybody, mm-hmm. three days' time, we're going, mm-hmm. if you assume. Because I've already suggested, it depends on the order. If these Muraglim were sent out earlier, that doesn't prove very much. Mm-hmm. But if this Muraglim were sent out afterwards, mm-hmm. and, and is following the sequential orders of the Tsukim, then, first of all, he told... He'd, he'd said to everybody, we're going, and then he sent them a him. Or in any event, even if he had sent them a him, he still was saying, we're going. Mm-hmm. So it's not therefore dependent upon what the spies repeat, report back. So it could be that to tell you how to, do, how to do things. But he says another idea. People who are in fighting need to have their spirits up. What he wanted the Muraglim to do is to find out the spirits of the people of Canaan. And it's really quite Meyushev, because they, they went by night into the town. You can't actually see then much about the fortifications. And all they wanted to hear was Rachov saying, Oy, 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 everybody's scared stiff. Mm-hmm. And they came back and reported, everybody's scared stiff. You know, was all they wanted to do was get the people's spirits up that, you know, we're feeling we are, we're going to win. That's what he was saying. Now, Rashi, however, is raising the issue of the time. Let's do Rashi. Rashi, Al-Kochi, against my will, it almost sounds as if Rashi doesn't want to, doesn't want to say this, but he's sort of forced. Ani tzorech loimah shevitoch yimei evil moshe sholchom. And here evil, he means the 30 days. This was sent already earlier. Shehare l'sof gimel yomim, shetamu yimei evil moshe. It was at the end of three days, after... Moshe, after Moshe Rabbeinu died, that they crossed Moshe, uh, yeah, of Yarden. Shemishomor the Meidim, Shemais Moshe, Bazayin Oda. Kishat Omeyne, Lama Gimel, the Mafreya, Miyoyim She, Olumen, Hayarden. If you go backward, Be'esel HaChedesh, Hovishen, since the Territory, since the Territory, to the Feyush, it was on the 10th of this, in the first month. Go backward. Al-Kochus, Mishnishtalchon, Baraglim, Clearly, the, the Muragim took five days. 
עד שובו הווייתכם, ואין בו בלילה ויעבו ויבואו אל ישוע בן נון, וישכם ישוע בבוקר. another day. So one day with Wachov, three days they spent in the mountain, one day with Yeshua, so you've got five days. So if it doesn't fit with the previous three days we said before. Yes. They already spent four days, then one day. That's what Rashi says. Now the Ralbag in, in one chart actually also confirms this idea that the Maraglim had been sent out earlier. As I said, the Malbim is saying that as well. The Maraglim, and he, he once said even the command to the Muven and Godi, had been given earlier with the past tense of Omar. And this was during the Evil Moshe when they hadn't yet been told everything was going to go swimming. But the Ralbag comes up with a very interesting idea. He says that in Hebrew, when you give a number, it often is one less. That <laughs> sounds crazy. You know, you know, when we count, when a yid counts, you know, we, we talk about... Uh, you know, right through, it's, uh, it's a very important point. In, right away through Chumash, we talk about a par ben sholosh on him. How old is that cow? In England, when you say, when I, when you say your age, in England, you say, for example, oh, this baby is one year, one year old. Or three. It means he's had three birthdays. Yeah. He's now into his, into his fourth year. Mm-hmm. When in Lashon HaKadosh you say, pa ben sholosh, you mean it's only two and, up, two and a bit. It's, in it's inside its third year, it's called three. So therefore, when you take a lamb for your Pesach, which is in its ben shono, it means it's in its first year. I don't know whether you ever realize this, but when you take your Pesach Paschal lamb, it's just been born. Yeah? Because a lamb is born in the spring. Yeah. That means when you're coming for Pesach, the baby's just been born. It's a tiny, mm-hmm. it's a tiny little shepsel. Tiny little shepsel. You'll have, have to be eight days old. Yeah, it'll have to be eight days old. Well, you know, it'll have to be in its eight days. But nevertheless, it's going to be a tiny little thing. That's why you might not have enough you know, it, it's enough for one family because there's not much to eat on a tiny little, a tiny little sheep. So, um, so he says, the, the Raubad, that this is often so. That which Chazal say, Aboyim Yakenu, means 39, he says that is the meaning of Losh Nakedish. When you say 40, you don't mean 40 plus. You mean a number almost 40. Up to 40. Up to 40. So that's why Chazal say 39. And when we say Tispuru Chamishim Yoim, and you go, oh, what's a problem? It's a problem. We don't count 50, we only count 49. No, when it says Tispuru Chamishim Yoim, the meaning of that is count a number up to 50. I mean, Chazal tell us that, and you think it's a drush. Mm-hmm. He says there's not a drush, that's what it means. Tispuru Chamishim Yoim means count the number before 50. In the same way that in Yiddish you talk about somebody, halb eins. Yeah. Halb eins does not mean one and a half. It means half to the one. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Yes. On your way to it. So therefore, says the Ralbag, he says, as another pshat, when Moshe Rabbeinu, was, when Yeshua said to him, three days, there we said three full days, plus because it said, the saif, kibayid, and the targum translated, the saif, from the word, so therefore you don't count it's, it's three days plus at the end of but when it talks about the Maraglin and it says there 
three. It doesn't mean three days. It means two days. Because when you say three, you really mean two. And I, I know this sounds weird, but that's what he, that's what he says. When you say they were they were in the mountain three days, mm-hmm. it means they were up to three days, mm-hmm. meaning two days. Oh. And then he says there's the meaning of the phrase. And that being so, he's able to to work out that it all fits. We've gone into overtime. Good. So. Uh, yeah. Yeah.